Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada News Magazine on the broadcast today. A great power pundit panel with Russell Rowe, Helen Foley, and John Asagura. Here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada News Big R is Northern Nevada's number one golden fire wood pellet supplier. More heat, less ash, 100% natural, and no additives. And there's only one place that stocks this many wood pellets, and that's Big R in Sparks, Winnemucca, Fallon, Fernley, and Lovelock. A river of wood pellets at Big R. The casino industry drove Nevada's economy for decades. By the 1990s, however, the state's sole industry was in sharp decline. Many were losing their homes, many were leaving the state. Is Reno on track to be the Detroit of the West? Was an October 2010 Reno Gazette Journal headline. Nevada knew it was time for a change and a time to diversify. Story County took that lead, took risks, invested tens of millions transforming its desert into a place of opportunity and a future for Nevada families needing something new. That desert now provides thousands of high-paying tech, advanced manufacturing, and energy careers at companies like Tesla, Panasonic, Google, Switch, and Redwood Materials. Story County transformed Northern Nevada forever, and the tide of opportunity has raised all vessels through construction contracts, high-paying careers, and the power of payroll. Tens of millions have been generated in sales and property tax, permits, and other revenues for Reno, Sparks, Washoe County, and for all of Nevada. Enough, in fact, to generate a surplus after public services are provided. And best of all, a sustainable economic climate has been created, enabling our children to stay in Nevada and live prosperous lives in their home state. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad on No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are very lucky to have a terrific pundit show for you today. Russell Rowe joins us. He's the managing principal with Rowe Law Group. Helen Foley, former state senator, is president of Foley Public Affairs. John Osagera with Strategies 360 is the former speaker of the Nevada S Assembly. Welcome to all of you. Thank you for doing this. Um, Russell, I just want to start out with you and, and talk about this Republican caucus primary for the presidential race. It has already started to be a complete nightmare. Your thoughts? I think you just summed it up pretty well. <laughs> um, uh, a split primary caucus. I, I, I don't know how this is going to work cleanly it's probably going to be a, a pretty good disaster i suspect uh helen you know, I, I think i think besides being a disaster it's going to be a total embarrassment for nevada you know people are already uh screaming that 
Nevada has done what Colorado and Maine has done and they've kept uh, President Trump off of the ballot and how could we do this and there needs to be an uprising. They don't even realize that he did not file for his candidacy in the primary. It's, it's just a total disaster and the Republican party structure, not all Republicans, but the Republican party structure knew what they were doing and they're just gonna have to be totally embarrassed by all this. Um, John, it just seems to me, well, first of all, um, from a financial point of view, that Nevada has lost out on all this political advertising that would have come if President Trump had been a part of the primary. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, that's that's just one factor here, and I agree with my colleagues on everything they said. And in in addition, I think it's just going to be so confusing for voters, right? Like they, most folks aren't really paying attention, and so they're going to go, well, "Where do I go? What do I do? Do I <laughs> do I go vote here? Do I go to this caucus? What do I do?" So. The confusion is just going to add to the the disaster in the making. Well, Russell, it, it you know we have seen over many cycles that the Republican Party itself has been put aside by private groups who have run campaigns without the Republican Party. Does this diminish the Republic the state Republican Party even more? Not Republicans, but the state party. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I'm not, I'm not sure how much more diminished the state party can get. I mean, it's been, I honestly, I'm not trying to be like, you know, throwing stones or anything, but I, honestly, you look at it over the last two decades and what, what has it accomplished? I mean, it hasn't, I mean, Republicans, you know, won in 2014, but I think that was more because Democrats didn't put a, a legit government or governor gubernatorial candidate on the ballot. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, I mean, I think it speaks more to the, the party process and, and the, um, the, the incredible partisanship that we have, not only between parties, but, you know, within parties that we've, we've seen for a long time with the Republicans and we're starting to see more with Democrats. Um, Helen, uh, one of the concerns that I have, because I, I believe in, in uh, having more than one party, and so my concern here is that the Republicans are going to get their ballots, they're going to be really irritated, and they're just not going to show up to vote. Well, you know, we have an equal number of D's and R's in the state, so the R's are still very active, but I mean, this is totally embarrassing when the people that have led this charge to have this this caucus are those that are in deep legal trouble over the the fake electorates you know i mean all of it is just as john said a total embarrassment for the state of nevada for the republicans in nevada so john do you see a future where there's another division of the Republican Party that is formed of more moderate Republicans? Because, you know, all, all three of you are, uh, work as lobbyists. And as I've said many times on this program, um, if you're a lobbyist and you're not honest, you're not in the business very long. You have to be a, a good source of information for legislators on both sides of the aisle. And it just seems to me that part of being a lobbyist and part of being a legislator is getting things done. And that needs to happen, John. How does this go forward? Yeah, I, I do think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, 
Governor Lombardo has done a good job. And, um, you know, Sam, I'm a Democrat, but I will admit he has done a, a, a good job. And I think he sees the potential for a disaster here and is trying to move towards unifying and, you know, doing professional campaigns that will elect folks that can go to Carson City and work together. Um, I, I do see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as that goes. Now, is that going to happen this year or two years from now? I'm not sure. It, it'll take a minute for sure. But I'm um, I, I'm happy to see that the governor has tried to work with Democrats, that he's tried to come with good policy, that he is uh, – working on the campaign side. So, you know, even as a Democrat, I can, I can say, you know, he's, he's doing a good job. And that, that is the light at the end of the tunnel for these guys, if they can continue to go that direction. Um, and he's certainly, uh, Russell, uh, working to get uh, uh, what he considers to be good Republican candidates running. And that seems to be, when you look at the various trade associations around the state, um, that everybody is trying to get good candidates to run, whether they be Democrats or Republicans, um, and, and get more moderate people in so that you all can get work done for the people and for a business. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of echoing off of what John said. It's, it's really interesting, right? You have two parties that are, are really um, not 100% functional, um, one much less functional than the other. Um, but they're often run by the extreme sides of their parties and you end up having the elected officials, the top elected officials in each party really taking the lead and creating separate campaign structures to seek out really good candidates um, and try to get them to run and, um, and, and win. And obviously they all want to win their seats, but to try to maintain some semblance of balance in Nevada, I think, you know, privately, I think, there's agreement um, among moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats that we need to have good balance in this state. We need to have good moderate policymakers in this state. And I think the leadership of both parties are trying to do that somewhat against the grain of their own state parties. Um, Helen, you know, one of the problems is that these campaigns are so ugly that if a businessman, for example, uh, wanted to run for office, why would they put themselves in that position to be attacked so viciously as they would be? Well, since I ran for office, things have changed dramatically and it has gotten very ugly. You know, getting back to the, the issue of the party not being what it should be, we had, the Democrats had a problem a few years ago uh, having a uh, chair of their party not in sync with the candidates that were running. And so the candidates took over the party and Catherine Cortez Masto was reelected, but they didn't rely on the party to do that. You know, we, we'll see that now with, with Governor Lombardo. He is trying to, to grab the reins a bit and dictate who, who the best candidates are. It's a hard thing to be attacked. No one likes that, but you need to have money to run. You need to have an effective message. All right, well, let's talk about a specific campaign and one that's not gonna run. Uh, John Ross Miller not running for reelection on the Clark County Commission. Some say the most powerful body in the state beyond the governor. Uh, your thoughts on Ross not running? Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised by that, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, Ross's um, 
doing some business things and kind of seems a little bit disengaged uh, on the county commission currently. And he's going to be in a battle of his life, right? Like this is going to be a very, very challenging, it was going to be a very, very challenging race for him. And like we were just talking about the, the microscope that's on folks when they run now, the uh, vitriol that happens in these campaigns, you know, I just think that he thought maybe he wants to go make some money now instead of uh, taking that abuse. Um, I, I, I didn't see it as a big surprise, to be honest. All right, so so Russell uh, uh, April Becker uh, has already announced for that race. Uh, who do you think her Democratic opposition could be? Great question, Sam. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of rumors, right, about particular um, state senators or or assembly folks um, taking a crack at that. I, to my knowledge, none of them have have formally come out and and even indicated they're interested, let alone that they're running. But but I know they've been having conversations with with folks both on the commission and um, you know and, and other stakeholders in the valley. I, I, it's a tough it's a tough race, right? I mean, Ross barely won that that seat. Um, that area tends to perform, you know, conservative, you know, light moderate conservative. Um, Republicans seem more energized going into the presidential election, at least right now. And, and April is a formidable candidate. She hasn't won, uh, but on paper, she's certainly a formidable candidate. That, that doesn't certainly discount any um, Democrats who may run, especially those who are incumbents um, in that district. Um, but it's gonna, it's a challenge. And if you're an incumbent and you have a safe seat, that's a, you know, you really got to think long and hard about whether to take on that that challenge. Okay, so Helen, you want to throw out any names here? <laughs> well, you know, I just want to throw out. Do you like that answer, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw out some thoughts on that. Um, it's it's the level of sacrifice that people have to make to serve in public office, and I think one of the greatest sacrifices is serving in the legislature. If you are from Southern Nevada, because you move up to Carson City for 120 days, you can't get work done if you're in private practice or you know working for someone. So it could be very appealing to some legislators who uh, want to come home, still serve the public, as Marilyn um, Kirkpatrick has done. And others, uh, you know, you, you see that, well, and, you know, we, we've had quite a few move from the legislature over to to the uh, county commission. You don't make much on the county commission. And I'm sure Ross Miller could be far more successful in private practice financially than he has been in that position. But no, I don't have any names right now. All right. So then I'll throw this to John, uh, which is Tick Segabloom, now chairman of the Clark County Commission. I wrote to him the other day and I said, I guess this just means we'll have to have you on more often. Yeah, well, I, I think this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tick, you know, um, to his credit, has been a, ahead of his time on a few things that, quite frankly, I didn't think would happen as quickly <laughs> as they did. Uh, so I don't discount uh, you know, tick in any shape, manner, or form. Um, but some of those ideas are generally a, a little bit ahead of their time um, when tick is talking about them. So it'll be fun. I uh, I think the, the commission meetings might be a little longer too, which <laughs> is not probably something I want to see, but. <laughs> Maybe there'll be snacks as well. So that might help things along. 
Um, you know, it was funny to me in his last race for the county commission when he was accused of not being liberal enough. And I just thought that that was maybe the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Let's take another break or a break and we'll be right back with this terrific panel after this timeout. It's a good time to eat. It's a good time to play. It's a good time to win. Ooh, you get time to train the Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But Pro Group Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we have a fabulous panel here on the show today. Russell Rowe is here, Helen Foley, and John Oseguera. Um, I was in D.C., um, Russell, uh, a, a couple of months ago, and I was talking to uh, some of the people that were part of the uh, financial end of the campaign uh, for Steve Sisolak, and I was mentioning to them that he had $15 million, which was a huge amount of money, uh, in my opinion, for a, uh, a candidate for re-election for governor. I mean, I remember when we were shocked that Kenny Gwynn had $3 million, but this was $15 million. And they looked at me and they almost started laughing and they said, you know, in Nevada, $15 million is really not a lot of money. How does that strike you? Seems like a lot of money to me. I mean, it's these races are now run so much on television and it's gotten so, so expensive um, that I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised either. I probably would have been in your camp, Sam, but you know, folks you were talking to sounds like they know what they're talking about. And um, it's, it's the numbers just continue to get more and more obscene when it comes to campaign financing. So Helen, um, what are your thoughts on the big race that's coming up here? Obviously, Jackie Rosen is going to be the Democratic candidate uh, for re-election here. Um, and what I would have thought would have been a huge positive for her, which would have been the Abraham Accords, may not turn out with what's happening in Gaza to be such a strong point. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, in looking at that war, you don't just look back five or ten years, but it's centuries of battles with, with those uh, different uh, 
sectors of, of people. And it's a very hard thing. I, I was so proud of, of President Biden getting in there and trying to pull back, make sure that hostages were taken care of before they tried to destroy Hamas. But but there is such hostility that it's something that it's very hard to get your, your arms around. I think Jackie will certainly survive this. I think she's a, she's a very good senator. We've got many months before, but th there is a lot of, there's a lot of anger, um, especially with, with younger people. And you see what's happened on college campuses. And it's like something we've never really seen before. Uh, getting involved in in foreign affairs, but not really totally understanding the full ramifications of of what's going to happen. It's it's nothing new. They have not gotten along, even though they have had accords. They have not gotten along ever. Well, John, if we if we talk about uh, students and wars, do we have to go back to the Vietnam War to to look at this situation? Well. I <clears throat> I think that this could potentially be one of those things that gets younger people involved um, and not not unlike uh, the example you just gave. So maybe, yeah, uh, maybe that is a potential analogy that you could draw um, on the political side. All right. So you're talking about we're talking about younger people and then we're talking about a president in his early 80s and a likely challenger in his upper 70s. How do those two things coincide, John? <laughs> well, uh, that's good. That's a great question. Uh, I don't I, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I think young folks uh, do look at the candidates and take Biden out of the picture here, but the folks that have been there for decades and decades and think that there ought to be someone that's more like them. Right, um, uh, more in tune with their way of thinking. Um, that definitely plays into the the overall calculus. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how to square that, Sam. But there are a lot of folks in, at least in the Washington D.C. space, that have been there a long darn time, and I think some folks don't see that as a good thing. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. We have one more segment with this great panel after this timeout. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. 
Reno is becoming bigger, Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we have a great pundit panel with Russell Rowe, uh, John Osagera, and Helen Foley. And you say you have an answer, Helen, uh, to the question I posed to John about uh, young people. I do. And, you know, in a perfect world, they're comparing those candidates, whether it's Joe Biden or, or Donald Trump, to a perfect world and a perfect candidate on the other side. We don't have that. Once it narrows down, and hopefully it'll be two, two parties and not all of the, the independents. But if, if we just have two parties, it's going to boil down to abortion and democracy. And if you take a look at those two and focus on it, then the president's going to be coming out like gangbusters. He already has in the last couple of days. And it's going to go on forever. When, when Donald Trump says that this was a friendly crowd and they all are holding Trump signs and, and breaking down barriers, there's, it's, it's a whole new deal this year. Um, <laughs> Russell, you want to chime in here on the end of this? Well, I would just add to, to the list that, that um, Helen mentioned, um, I would throw immigration in there. I, I think that issue is really driving a lot of um, the, the more recent um, anger um, and, and more broadly, the frustration that just really exemplifies the inability of the two parties to accomplish just about anything that this country needs fixed. You know, it was funny. I was uh, taking a taxi ride back from the airport the other day and the taxi driver who was Hispanic was complaining about what's happening on the border. And I thought, A, that was fascinating, uh, but is this the thing that finally moves our con congressional delegations across the country to finally come up with some kind of fix for immigration, um, either in this or the next session, um, before this thing blows up completely? It's been since 1986. Um, listen, uh, Russell Rowe, Helen Foley, John Osagara, what a great panel. Thank you all so much for doing this, and we hope to see you soon. Thanks, Thank Sam. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye now, and we'll be right back. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Everyone is talking about opioids, but they're not the only drugs that can be harmful if taken in large quantities or not as prescribed. You also need to be aware of side effects from anxiety drugs, muscle relaxants, sleep aids, and stimulants. Mixing prescription drugs with other drugs or alcohol can be dangerous. If you take an Ambien with a glass of wine, it may be enough to stop you from breathing. Prescribed drugs can be just as dangerous as illegal drugs. Take medications only as directed. 
Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.